Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 26th December 2023 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Happy Christmas to our fellow Hong Kongers, both here and around the world. We hear you, Hong Kong, and we are listening. And it's the end of the year, the last podcast of 2023. Who would have thought that this little podcast originally published so our family and friends who couldn't make the live shows would be able to hear our stories would, after seven years, have been listened to around the world. We are truly fortunate. Not only that, but we also have a student story slam that gathers so much attention from young people. There's still time for Hong Kong students to enter their true first-person stories. Find the details under Student Story Slam on the website hongkongstories.com. Pitches are available for our January live show as well. Find all the information at hongkongstories.com. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. And now for a story from our May 2023 show, which had the theme, All at Sea. Here is Vincent. So my contract as a teacher in Jamaica was coming to an end. And the prospect of going back to the UK was looming large. But I was happy in Jamaica. I really loved the place. My job was so good. The people around me were so good. My social life was so good. Unfortunately, my wife wanted to go to college in the UK. And her wishes prevailed. We decided to go back to the UK on a boat. That will be exciting. Not a luxury liner, far from it. It was a cargo boat. A boat that went from Jamaica to London carrying bananas. (laughs) We were going back to London on a banana boat. (laughs) And the trip, the trip to London would be taking... 10 passengers, and would be taking 10 days. Day one, we leave Port Antonio. Port Antonio is a port in the northeast of Jamaica. I find a place on the rear deck, and I watch as Jamaica falls over the horizon. I'm feeling very upset. I'm feeling I'm losing something. Would I ever see again those beautiful seas? Would I ever see again those beaches with white sand? Would I ever see again those coral reefs with all those colored fish? Would I ever see again those villages with those smiling children? Would I ever be able again to listen to that throbbing reggae music? and drink a cool red stripe. Yeah, I was feeling sad. And then I cast my thoughts towards London. What was waiting for me in London? The weather. (laughs) We were going back and it was September. 
So the weather I knew was going to be grey, it was going to be cold, and I would have a big overcoat all the time. I shuddered. On the boat, we were actually in a first-class accommodation. As I said, there were only 10 passengers. All the passengers, it was first-class accommodation, and it was first-class food. And we, luckily, in the restaurant, we found ourselves on the captain's table. The captain was very British. I, I guessed he was kind of public school. He liked to give orders. And as we were sitting down over the meals, food would always come to the conversation. And my wife just happened to mention that we hadn't eaten certain foods while we were in Jamaica. And she mentioned apple crumble. And the next day, on the menu, what was on the menu? Apple crumble. So we were getting really well treated from the point of view of the food. And, you know, from the point of view of the comfort. Day three, the sea started to swell a bit. The boat started rolling. It felt like we were sort of heading towards something. And in fact, the boat was starting to roll. We were heading towards some kind of storm. And then, at mealtime, suddenly the boat took a big lurch to the side. My chair fell backwards and my food fell all over me. The captain smiled. In fact, I think he was a bit embarrassed. This was just the start. Later that day in the evening, he announced we are heading towards a hurricane. It's a hurricane and it's a big one. It's Storm Force 12. Nobody is allowed on deck and please be prepared for the days that are coming. Day five, the storm has really taken a grip. Here we are on the boat now, and all we can think about is the storm. So to take our minds off the storm, the captain organizes a disco. <laughs> and in fact, it sounds like a crazy idea, but we were in a small room, there weren't any sharp edges, and we were just shaking around with the bow. I mean, it was absolutely brilliant. And it did. It took our minds off the storm that was there. Day seven. The storm is certainly building now. And what I can see from uh, looking out of the, you know, looking out the windows is that it's getting more and more serious. Day eight. We're really, really deep into the storm. And I asked the captain, is it possible for me to go onto the bridge? I really wanted to see the waves. I really wanted to sort of be in face of the waves. And he thought about it and he agreed. And he assigned the first mate, Steve, to take me up to the bridge. We walked up to the bridge. It was up three flights of stairs. And the bridge was actually in the middle of the boat end to end. And what I saw on the bridge, I couldn't believe. I mean, the bridge had windows on three sides, so it was panoramic. The size of the waves, and I'm not exaggerating, when we were sat on the crest of the wave, it was around 30 meters. We were looking 30 meters down into the trough. And then as it passed into the trough, we would be looking up another 30 meters to the crest of the wave. It was like a roller coaster. And I, 
I'm not exaggerating, it really was like a roller coaster. The boat was going not only uh, backwards and forwards, up and down, it was also rolling from side to side. And I was thinking at that time, hmm, London actually starts to look a bit attractive now. <laughs> I wake up on day nine, and there's an eerie silence. What's going on? I look out at the porthole. The storm is gone. Where did it go? I go to breakfast, and I ask the captain, why, why have we stopped? Why are the engines not working? And he looked a little bit sheepish. And he said to me, yes, unfortunately we've got no power. The engines are broken and the engineers are working on it and it should be fixed quite soon. We've got no power. We're just drifting. What if another storm comes along? What if something happens? We've got n n nothing to protect ourselves. I mean, it really put me in a, in a tiz in terms, of, in terms of the boat. Day nine, I wake up and the boat is moving. Whew. I look out to the porthole and the captain, true to his word, they had fixed the problem and we were traveling back towards London. Day 10, I wake up on day 10 and I think to myself, oh, it's, it's day 10. Day 10, if you remember well, is the day we should have arrived in London. I went up onto the deck and looked around, but all I could see in every direction was sea. Okay, the waves weren't so big, but there was sea in every direction. We were going to be late. Day 13. <laughs> I go up on the deck, and at last I can see some land. I actually identify the needles on the Isle of Wight. A few hours later, we passed the White Cliffs of Dover. We steamed into Sheerness. Now I'm feeling elated. We do the docking procedure, and as we draw up to the dock, sideways, I can see all the dockers waiting to tether the boat and to unload the cargo of bananas, and hopefully to unload us as well. As the boat is coming in broadside into the dock, my wife suddenly grabs me and she says, it's going to crash, it's going to crash, the boat, it's going to crash. I said, look, don't be silly, they know what they're doing. And then the boat crashed. <laughs> and it didn't crash and stop, it crashed and carried on and wedged itself under the side of the dock. So we were at an angle of 20 degrees. Now the dockers, seeing this, they all started to clap and cheer <laughs> because they could see there was no imminent danger. And they were right, there was no imminent danger. I was smiling from ear to ear and I thought to myself, I'm glad to be back in the UK. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell. <laughs>